You are listening to the LifePoint Church Sermon of the Week. For more resources, visit us at lifepoint.cc. Amen. So could you all just stand to your feet and welcome Brad as he comes, the honored Reverend Brad Lewis. Well, thank you so much for having us. We are having the best time today. This is so good. And uh, tonight, I want to share with you for a little bit about divine appointments. And like I said this morning, a divine appointment is when God puts you in the direct pathway of something he wants to do, uh, whether it's for someone to come to Christ or someone to receive a miracle or whatever. And we tend to be in one of three categories when it comes to divine appointments. One of the categories is completely asleep at the switch, and we have no idea that God's even calling on us. Second category is a little afraid to step in. We're aware of the fact that God wants us to be involved, but we're just a little bit chicken about that. And the third one is to be led of the Holy Spirit and do exactly what God speaks to us. And if you want to make a study in the word of divine appointments, there's three in a row, Acts 8, Acts 9, Acts 10. Uh, Philip is preaching a revival in Samaria, there's results. People are getting saved. People are getting baptized in water. Demons are being cast out. Peter and John come down to lay hands on people to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's wonderful. And God says, Philip, go 60 miles out in the desert and doesn't tell him what he's going to find. And he finds one Ethiopian government official. And there are a significant population of Christians in Ethiopia today, and I believe it stems from that Secretary of the Treasury of Ethiopia that Philip ran into. In Acts chapter 9, God had had enough of Saul hauling Christians off to prison and killing Christians. And so he arrests him on the road to Damascus. And then he tells Ananias, it's your job to go and lay hands on Saul so he can see again and so that he can be baptized in the Holy Spirit and so that he can become the person I want him to be. And that's the one we're going to read tonight. And then the third one is, of course, Peter being called to Cornelius' house. And never has Peter stepped in the home of a Gentile. And, of course, Cornelius being 100% Italian and being a centurion for the Roman government, it took everything Peter had to be obedient and see that, you know, that is a, a, a really important part of worship, and that is to be obedient. We're called to worship, but we're also called to be obedient when God calls on us. And of course, Peter was uh, a little reluctant, but obedient. But let's, for 
starting out tonight, go to Acts 9, and we're going to read verses 10 through 17. Acts 9, verses 10 through 17. There was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision. And see, again, in those early days of the church, God really had to get people's attention because why in the world would you want to go to someone that probably wanted to kill you unless you were pretty sure that it was God's will that you go? And he said, here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, get up and go to a street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man of Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. He's seen a vision of a man named Ananias. So God says, Ananias, I've already told him you're coming, you know. <laughs> Come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he did to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine and bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying hands on him, said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared, and notice he says, Brother Saul. That's all. God said, Saul is a brother, and he accepted the fact. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, tonight, we want to have a sharp ear for your voice. God, we want to be listening and tuned in when you're talking. We no longer want to be people that aren't sure. We want to be on point when you call on us, when you need us for something. And Father, I pray that tonight, the, the truths that you shared with me many years ago as I share them with the people, that they would find these five things helpful. In Jesus' name, amen. Five ways to know, not guess, know you're on a divine appointment. Number one, when someone unexpectedly pours their heart out to you. When someone unexpectedly pours their heart out to you. Some of my heroes are some of the students in my Chi Alpha group right now. I have a guy named Brandon. And a year ago, in October, after the evening service at our church, Brandon and some of his friends had decided to go out and grab a bite to eat. They went and went to this restaurant they wanted to eat at, 
And due to COVID number reduction, the restaurant was considered full and they weren't admitted. And so somebody said, let's go to another restaurant, which I'll remain nameless. And um, Brandon does not like that restaurant. And he said, riding in the back seat of the car over to the other place, he was kind of grumbling under his breath. And he said, you know, sitting back there going, why do we have to go eat there? Their food is so lousy, da-da-da-da-da. So Brandon has a bad attitude about going to this restaurant. So they go, they're seated, they order their food, and it takes forever for the food to get there. And all of a sudden, the server comes back out with the food. It's obvious she's been crying. And she apologizes and says, you guys, I am so sorry this is so late. But she said, I just got word that my brother and his girlfriend were killed in a car accident. And so Brandon stands up puts his arm around the girl and prays for her right on the spot. A few minutes later, she returns to the table and she says, I used to serve God and I want to serve him again. Will you pray with me? And Brandon led her to Jesus in the restaurant. Give God a hand. When someone unexpectedly pours their heart out to you, it's time to get involved. Number two, when you sense God's presence in a situation or a conversation, when you sense God's presence in a situation or a conversation. It was senior night two years ago at NDSU. Senior night is the last meeting in the spring and we give every graduating senior five to seven minutes to share whatever they want to share with the ministry. And you guys need to realize we have between 40 and 50 seniors most years. So this takes a couple of weeks sometimes. And, um, and the other thing, I don't know everybody we've got in our ministry because we have a lot of people in our ministry. And so about the middle of the pack on the last night, was a young man named Noah, and I did not know Noah, never met him, wasn't even on my radar except he went on one of our spring break missions trips. And um, Noah shared that he had just signed up with the military, he was going to be part of a nuclear submarine and uh, was gonna be in the Navy. And I thought, wow, you know, because he was a relatively new Christian and I'm going, boy, I sure hope he doesn't get eaten alive in the military, you know? I mean, it is a difficult place. And thank God when Christians 
get involved in the military, but I wasn't quite sure Noah was ready. So at the end, what happens is Kay and I and everybody else, we end up going up front and laying hands on whoever's closest while somebody leads in a corporate prayer. And so I wasn't even picking anybody out. I just happened to end up standing by Noah. And so I just reach over and lay hands on him while somebody else is praying. And all of a sudden, I can feel him shaking. And I look over at him, and there's snot dripping out of his nose, tears running all over. You don't need a lot of discernment to figure out it's time to get involved, okay? I mean, something more is going on than just Noah's sad about graduating. And uh, so I, I looked at him after the prayer, and I said, so Noah, I said, I don't even know you. Would you ever like to have a meeting with me? Oh, please, Pastor Brad. That was his, his reaction. So we made arrangements for him to come over to my house on Saturday morning. And four hours later, he'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit. We had set up where he was going to meet with me every single week for discipling to get him ready to go serve our country in the military. And what's happened is he's married a wonderful girl from our group. He is serving in, well, I better not say where he's serving, but he's, he's serving and um, they are leading a small group in their local church and he is studying uh, the Global University Correspondence Courses to go into the ministry. He has four sisters at least one of them strongly connected to our ministry and the boyfriends of two of them have strongly connected to the ministry. And one of my cohorts in ministry spoke at a men's retreat in his grandpa's church because of all of that. And this story just goes on and on and on and on. So the point is, when we sense God's presence in a conversation or a situation, man, jump in. You don't have to sit there and ask God five times, should I say something? Just say, hey, what's going on? Number three, when you feel drawn to a person in a crowd, when you feel drawn to one individual in a crowd, you're on a divine appointment. I have a girl in Chi Alpha right now by the name of Caitlin. Caitlin runs the cash register at Walmart. And one day, Caitlin is checking out some groceries for this lady, and God says, pray for her now. And so Caitlin chickens out. And the lady's wheeling her cart out of the store, and God checks Caitlin so hard that she shuts her light off at her cash register, tells the next person in line, you've got to go to a different register, and chases the lady down out in the parking lot. The lady is putting her groceries in the car, and Caitlin walks up to her and says, I know this is going to sound really weird, 
But she said, God told me when you were back in the store that I was supposed to pray for you. And the lady said, these groceries are for my dad's family service. He just died two days ago. And she said, I used to serve the Lord and I told God this morning that if he would send me a message, I would serve him again. And she led the lady back to Jesus in the parking lot at Walmart. <laughs> Folks, it is so good to be tuned in. Number four. Someone asks you a spiritually significant question. Someone asks you a spiritually significant question. Many years ago, the way God worked with me when I was in college is he would point strangers out in my classes and say, hey, start praying for that one, start praying for that one. And when God clearly pointed somebody out, I knew something was going to happen. And there was a guy that I ended up in a class with, and, and God had pointed him out, and I'd been praying for him ahead of time. And, uh, you know, we, we just... We're friends. I, I got some notes from him. We talked. We'd have coffee together. And he lived right across the street from me. And one night he called me up and said, Brad, can I come over and talk to you? I said, sure. And so he comes over and he said, I am working at Pizza Hut till two in the morning to pay for college. But he said, I am working so many hours that I'm flunking out of school. What's the answer to life anyway, Brad? You know, it just lands in your lap. <laughs> and I said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> and, and he was not ready to make a commitment that night, but within a couple months, he gave me a call, and I was able to lead him to the Lord. And number five, when a random name crosses your mind one or more times at a random moment. When a random name crosses your mind one or more times at a random moment. Um, there was a young man that hung around the outside edges of our Chi Alpha group many years ago. His name was Jason. And um, he was not exactly serving the Lord at that time. He'd come because he'd been raised in church, but he was also building his testimony at the time. And um, one Tuesday morning, I'm sitting in, at my desk in my office at church, and can't shake the thought of Jason. And in those days, there was no locks on the dorms. And I knew where his dorm room was, so I drove out to NDSU, 
walked in his dorm, walked up to his dorm room. It's like roughly 10.30 in the morning. Knock on the door. And he answers the door, and it's obvious from his appearance that he'd just gotten out of bed. And uh, I just said, hey, Jason, just stopped in to say hi and tell you God loves you, man. Good to see you. We'll catch you later. It was that simple. A couple of years down the road, Jason had ended up going to Trinity Bible College and had ended up being the Chi Alpha pastor for a group in South Dakota. And we were at a regional conference, and I was walking down the hall with three students in my group that were from South Dakota, and we ran into Jason. And so I, I said, you know, I just got to introduce you guys here. And uh, so here's the other half of the story that I'd never heard before. Um, Jason was really low, and he had gone out on Saturday night and had too much alcohol. In fact, so much alcohol, he woke up that Tuesday morning. He'd been passed out that long. And he had been awake for about an hour before I got to his room, and he had told God, God, I will give you 24 hours to prove to me that you love me. And I knocked at the door. Folks, it is so much fun to sign up to be on divine appointments. And um, tonight, I, I'm just going to quit at that point. I will give these five things to Pastor Drew if you want them and, and weren't able to get them written down. But, but I know that I know that I know how significant these five points are because one morning, about 5.30 in the morning, many years ago, God got me out of bed, made me grab a sheet of paper and write these five things down. I mean, he wrote this sermon, I didn't. I just filled in the, the fruit, the stories. So, um, but tonight, as, as we're coming to the altar, the thing that I would ask you to do, and some of you are probably good with this already, but if you're not, just say, God, give me a sharp ear for your voice so that when you need me, I can step into the situation and make a difference. And so folks, thank you for having me today. And I just hope that some of these practical things have helped you out, Pastor Drew. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Brad. That's what it means to follow Jesus, to have our complete lives submitted to him, yielded to him, at any moment he could give us an assignment and we'd say yes. Amen. This has been the LifePoint Church Sermon of the Week. For more resources, visit us at lifepoint.cc.